podcast and today we have a wonderful guest uh, Shabiha and she is the founder and experience director at Jack uh, welcome Shabiha welcome everyone who is watching or listening hi everyone thanks for having me perfect uh, so let's just uh, start it off uh, let's just start it off with your introduction and uh, with a little mm-hmm. essence of why you came into design it's actually uh, a very interesting story i actually wanted to be a photographer and that's what i went to university to study and i had to choose i think it was around seven subjects and i had one left and it was something called interactive design and i was like okay i don't know what this is but let me just add it to my roster and i eventually really enjoyed it and then towards the end of the year we had to choose our majors so i double majored in design and development and eventually completed as a software developer and then when i got into the industry i realized that there was such a need for design and that's when i decided to actually practice as an experienced designer mm that's interesting the whole journey <laughs> uh, so i i know that you started your uh, journey of college also in like design itself like visual communication so uh, mm-hmm. so i was want to know how was that experience in that college uh and how that shaped you to where you are it was very interesting so i actually came from a really small town in south africa that was very i would say guarded and then i moved to the city to actually study and it was the first time i had experienced like a really diverse set of people and because it was an art institution it was you know the really interesting people like i remember we went to campus and everyone had like, purple hair and walking barefoot and you're just like exploring life and freak my parents out a little bit but i really enjoyed it it was i think i really got to discover myself and who i was away from family and from tradition and what it is i wanted to do because where i come from you either get married really young or you know you become a doctor or something <laughs> something in that area so going into like design and photography and and just exploring the arts was was very out of everyone's comfort zone so i think it it helped me find who i wanted to be and how i wanted to contribute to the world and that it was actually okay to to be different and and you know to not judge people so easily just because someone looks a bit different or has you know does something different for a job doesn't mean they strange sometimes they're just really cool people <laughs> i think this is something that happens in india also like a lot of people from a uh, rural background comes to urban background cities try to get something out of it and sometimes a lot of people don't even uh, know and they get into fields which they never thought they would and end up getting very successful in that that's something that people do really explore uh, but i really want to ask about this point like did you did you feel do you think that that you where you are from a small village or town so that uh, culture or impact is still within your design like that impacts that do you think i think in a lot of ways i mean i wasn't very um what can i say i we weren't exposed to technology nearly as much uh, my family was very conservative so i think i only really got a phone towards the end of my trick it wasn't even a smartphone i think at that time it was still like a blackberry uh even computers like in school we we had like a computer classroom but we never needed computers or having too much or unnecessary access to the internet if i could put it that way i think the most was like mix it <laughs> that was how we communicated with people but other than that it 
what it did is it helps me to understand or to try and get into the mindset of people that are not technology first, especially, I mean, a little bit older than my generation, my mom, for example, like even just explaining to her what I do is difficult. So it makes me really <laughs> try and be more, how can I say, uh, empathetic towards towards people in those situations. Because even in today's time, sometimes when I go back there, I mean, it's not it's not what they do. They don't order online. They don't buy their food or get their car on an Uber. For them, it's like, okay, we're going to the store. We're going to buy our groceries. Whereas I get everything delivered these days. I hardly leave home. Yeah, just trying to understand that there's different people and, and catering to their needs and to their pain points, definitely. I think I think I, I I got that because a lot of times when we think about design, it's m mostly about just uh, empathy and trying to fulfill what user needs. And so I think if, if you stay to the ground, it it's kind of makes more sense. Uh, I just mm -hmm. feel like uh, even if you design something which is way too nice looking, won't be uh, satisfying for the user. Like it depends. So we need to take mm -hmm. care of that factor as well. Uh, I think the next question mm -hmm. I really want to ask. So you started your career in like I think digital marketing, like for the first job that mm -hmm. you did. So how, why, like then you got getting into design college and then this thing, how? Oh, that really made me laugh a lot because I went back and looked at like all my like past history. I even forgot half the things that I've done. But that was actually a very personal story where my dad got really sick when I was in university and he couldn't afford to pay for me any longer and I needed to start earning. So I had very basic skills in like photography and graphic design after like a year of college. So I started working with a fashion blogger. So I used to do her photos and I used to help her with her blogs and managing like social media. I mean, it was a good couple years ago, but that's how I sort of got into it where like that was like my weekend job that I used to do. And I think the title sounds strange, like in retrospect, but when you're getting paid to do something, you don't really question, especially when you're like 19 years old, you're like, as long as I'm getting paid, I can, you know, buy food, put electricity, I'll call, you can call me whatever you want. So yeah, that's how even Jack started in that sense. Uh, you'll see it was one of the longest running things. It was like the side hustle. We, you know, graphic design, wedding photography. I mean, just about anything that I could do and people would pay me to do. That's what I would do <laughs> at the time. Yeah, that is interesting because I, when I was trying to look to like, how can I perform questions? How can I like kind of get your journey out? So I was figuring out and I, I kind of scrolled from your LinkedIn from bottom to top and I figured out on the top it's Jack, but it's for more than seven years. I was like, okay. So it was very really interesting for me. Like this is something that has been going for a long time. And mm. uh, so now it makes sense that why it was going, because it was something that you were trying to do. Whatever you were doing freelance, you were trying to get it into a, one hub. And then you kind of made a company out of it, let's say. So, yeah, and that's why it's called Jack as well, because eventually my clients would be like, you're a jack of all trades. Mm. Because you know? I, I remember I even found some stuff on my old YouTube and I was clearing it up of like motion videos and, you know, advertising things. So like I didn't have a niche back then. I was like, I have a skill. If you're willing to pay me a couple hundred, I will, you know, happily learn how to do anything. Uh, we've since then obviously found our niche and changed quite a bit. But I feel like that's been something very dear to me was the ability to adapt to what the market needs, to what people need 
the way you are in your life and what you offer as a designer. Hmm. That is interesting because that that makes really sense. Like Jack of all trades and how you came up with the name, and that's that's a great story around why you why Jack is still around. Um, yes, so yeah. I think Jack will always be around, no matter what we offer as a service. It, as long as I am still working, I think it will carry on in some shape or form. Exactly. Uh, the next question is more about your experiences in corporate worlds and around that. So uh, I got the point that you worked in a lot of companies, a lot of uh, titles. I would say IT analyst from front end developer to a lot of fields, and that's that's good because. Uh, I do myself. I'm very young, but I still uh, I even have explored a lot of fields, and that's important, right, to experiment. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, being everywhere in a lot of fields and kind of having the experience from other fields, and now being a founder and co-founder of few companies, and also being an experienced director, how all that learning has combined together? Hmm. I definitely think it's layered. Um, I definitely see everything as you know. Your past experiences inform the current ones, and if you haven't had what I call the bad experiences, you wouldn't be where you are today. And I feel like I have a track record of learnings, <laughs> as most people like to put it. You know, um, I haven't stayed at jobs very, very long because I usually hit the ceiling or the processes didn't work. There was always something where I felt like, okay, I can't learn or contribute anymore, and that's when I moved on. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by people and know enough. And because I, I freelanced so much at that point, I had so many other skills that it was very easy for me to adapt to new jobs. And it felt organic at the time. Like even when I look back now, it, it seems logical, those steps. But when, I, when you're in that position, you don't think, okay, in five years, I'm going to be an experienced director. It wasn't the goal. But it definitely did help. I mean, it started off... Um, You'll also see two or three jobs overlapped because I used to do like yeah. the money, you know, and you don't get paid that much starting out. So that's when I explored as much as I could. So I think the IT analyst job was actually at my university at the time where they were trying to digitize. So they wanted to analyze their current processes and see how we could create an online school. And the work that I had did almost informed what they're doing now where due to COVID, they had to go online. So they had to, you know, figure out what works, what doesn't work. And it was very interesting, but at the same time, there wasn't a lot of people around. So the biggest challenge we have, or I've had at least in my career, is that I was either the only designer or the only female or the only person I could learn from in my field. There was lots of other people, but there wasn't enough designers in like senior positions or junior positions. So Throughout my career, I tried to find places where I could create those processes. And I think it was about three years ago where I started an internship program. I tried to train up designers, and then that's how I moved into management because you almost have to create a role for yourself to grow because I found that was very difficult. You end up stagnating, and so does your salary because you can't contribute anymore. And then I had to find better work eventually. And it got to a point, I think it was two years ago, where I then got offered a job to manage an entire department. So they were growing as a company. And because they've worked with me, and at the time I had a business partner as well, they wanted us to then manage their solutions department and grow a team that builds apps and designs. And that's how I eventually was like, okay, I can do this. I know I'm doing the sales. I'm doing, you know, managing the teams, managing projects. Uh, I feel like I can do this for myself. 
And yeah, that's eventually how I made the leap last year to full-time running my own business. That's an interesting journey from a lot of different fields. And I think you might have got a lot of things from every single position that you held. Uh, some, but the purpose would be different. Some might be for money. Some might be that you wanted to experience. Uh, some might be mm. a good opportunity for you. And that's what I love. The one thing that you said, uh, that always looking for, like you, you always made the right decision in terms of you, you knew that this is a threshold and you can't grow further in this particular field or position or company, whatever. And, uh, that's, that's is important. A lot of people think that, uh, we should not take that risk or we should, we should like just be over there and i think it, this this might just go away this is just a feeling i don't know so mm -hmm. i think this is an important thing and i think it's also a generational thing like i remember telling my mom that oh no i resigned and she would freak out and she'd be like no but you have a good job and you know what more do you want like you're stable and i would think to myself okay but what is the definition of a good job and like I think our parents or anyone older, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that, <laughs> that old either, but it's always this mentality of, you know, go to university, find a job, and then that's it. That there's nothing more, just grow in that job if you can, or just, you know, be happy. But I think with our skill sets and our generations and the ones even younger than us, there's so much of opportunity that you actually in a position to choose the life you want to have and to create that life. And I'm, and I'm a big advocate of that. Like anytime you find you don't need to be miserable anymore. You can make the opportunities for yourself, upskill yourself in whatever field you need to, to do that job. And we have those opportunities right now and you can learn for free yeah. these days. So that's, yeah, <laughs> I would say that's what I did. Anytime I got to a point where I was like, nope, not the life I want to build for myself. Um, I was happy to move on and know when to leave place. that's awesome and that is something that everybody from this particular podcast should take forward uh that growth seeing that the opportunity is right for you in terms of what you want to be uh and where mm -hmm. you want to be in the future that's also something if you want to take forward but yeah uh the next question is really about uh from a lot of experience a lot of positions that you held what which one was your favorite and why Oh, so I had two actually. So my one internship that I had did initially, I think, really helped me see the good side of tech, see how things can be done well. And I mean, I that was one of the part-time jobs I had. So I would go in and out of the office and it felt like, I know family is usually a really toxic word. <laughs> if anyone says our company is a family run, <laughs> but it was, it felt like a really, or, or a friendship, let me put it that way, we People that just enjoyed working together would come together, you know, get good food, eat and, and bold stuff, you know, like I remember just walking into the office and they were always busy with something. Like I wasn't directly involved, but just seeing that energy, seeing what was possible. And I actually went to Google them just before the, the podcast and a lot of the staff are still there, which is so nice to see that, you know, after like six, seven years, they're still building nice things together and they've turned some of the products they were working into into businesses, which I think have informed how I want to grow my company. And that's why you'll see there's so much happening because <laughs> nowadays I'm like, oh, okay, let's, you know, start a business from this idea or from that idea. Like I don't feel as restricted anymore because you can just do whatever you want. 
So that was one place I really enjoyed the environment and just the culture, which I think I struggled to find in many other places. And then the other job I really enjoyed was two years ago when I started building up the team. That's when I realized I really enjoy working and teaching and, and you know, crafting interns and juniors and helping them have a better start in the industry, you know, where they're not getting burnt out, actually getting the training that they need, the mentorship, because that lacks a lot, especially if you don't have any senior, anyone to look up to. So it felt good to be that person or to, you know, who I needed. <laughs> when i was starting that is interesting yeah. uh, so like everybody now knows that you you uh, are a founder and experience director and you have been in a lot of positions uh, some freelance some corporate some other field so now what do you think was the best option or what do you think uh, is good like being an entrepreneur right now or being a being a corporate job what are your thoughts on it uh. Let me be honest, being getting a stable salary in corporate is great. <laughs> I definitely miss that. But the freedom I have being an entrepreneur is amazing. But I must say that it, I, I saved all those years to have this freedom because you need money. You need money to not have to work for a month and be okay. So I think all of that was set me up to be an entrepreneur because I think if I started just you know, initially without any financial background or any of the corporate experience, I wouldn't be able to handle clients the way I do now or know who to choose and who not to choose. Um, I would just say yes to everything the way I did when I started out. Whereas now I can be very particular about the projects I want to work on and, and my working time. So like, for example, I don't work on a Fridays. I spend Fridays with my family. And that's a really big thing for most people where they're like, oh my gosh, you get to decide to not work on a Friday. I said, yeah, that's that's the point for me right now, where I'm at in my life, in my career. I really want, oh, that's my definition of success, the ability to spend my time as freely as I want. I think this is interesting because uh, uh, now that I know that uh... Why that that you build this because you wanted your freedom and wanted something that in your life, uh, that is interesting to know about. Uh, now that currently that you are working, I think around three companies or like products of companies like uh, I think Wonderlust, App Your Game, and Jack. So I really want to know, uh, just for the audience, like what's your position and what that company does and all about. Okay, so Jack Studios is the hub or the the overarching company, essentially, or the registered company, if I can say. And over there, we focus on entrepreneurs and startups. I'm very passionate about helping people get the ideas out into the world. And with that, sometimes not everyone can afford to get their ideas built. So if I feel strongly enough about it, then I usually co-found. So I would be the technical partner, and I would then bring our skills to the table with the idea, and then we'll build the business together out of that. So that was similarly how Wonderlust was founded, where uh, an old client of mine had an idea, and that actually started out as a dating app. So that transformed <laughs> over time. It was to connect people over travel experiences. So we tried a lot, and that's when I got to experiment with my own skills. So development, design, marketing, trying to understand you know, people's psyche. <laughs> Just the whole dating app world is, is very fascinating. And it eventually sort of naturally became a travel app. 
But because of COVID, all of that stopped and anything we were doing with that just sort of came to a halt. So we've left it for now on the app store, but we haven't done a lot from a business perspective on that just yet. Um, and then App Your Game is also one of those products where a client is now also my business partner. And he, he really wants to change the African market or make it more visible because I think people don't have the same level of respect for the products being created in Africa that they do for like Silicon Valley. Whereas we have very different needs, very different problems that are being addressed. And we just want to be able to show shine a spotlight on the people creating those products and the products that are helping everyday people. And from that, that's almost evolving into a startup community. We, almost, we want to bring experts and founders together to help each other grow and build better products. So it's a very slow start to that because it takes a lot of time and energy to build a product as opposed to, you know, getting client work. So it's very slow growing, but it's something I'm quite passionate about figuring out because the more I learn in that space, the more advice I can offer my clients at Jack. So they feed each other really nicely. We am like, okay, don't spend a ton of money on custom development before you've actually figured out you know, your product market, but try and get to that with low code as quickly and easy as possible. Try and make money and see if people are willing to pay for that service and then invest in, you know, a custom developed amazing experience. So I think that's really helped me give my clients better advice. And then of course, Jack is everything we want it to be. <laughs> right now it's focused on the app and website space. But I think as the industry grows, we'll grow, and we'll offer different services in that space. That is interesting because one thing that you always wanted to kind of do with your skill set or what you are learning is the Jack uh, Studio, and then you kind of build something around it to explore or kind of, I would say, more like practically implement what you have learned. And that's what you are yeah. trying to find out spaces you are like in, uh, let's just say in Wonderless, you are experimenting your design development as well as marketing in uh, app your game, you are experimenting something else. So that is the whole purpose. We're trying to see uh, which skill, where does it fits and how can you kind of create an impact or make the app successful. Definitely. And I think also learning to sit on the other side of the table, because often as designers, we preach a lot. Oh, you ex user experience design, it has a big return on investment, how can you not do it? You know, it's very easy to say those things, but when you're sitting on the other side with a small budget, how do you prove that design is the right thing to invest in? And that's what I'm learning for myself so that I don't sit on a high horse, <laughs> if I can put it that way. Because sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need to invest in marketing, which is something I'm learning now. There's customer acquisition, for example. You, like Wanderlust, we built the most beautiful product, but we had no idea how to get people to use it. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, okay, let's figure out customer acquisition. And then we built up your game and we're like, oh, how do we get people to pay for this? How do you monetize? You know, how do you build a SaaS business? So all these nuggets of information, I feel, help me be a better designer at the end of the day and help me be better for my clients so that I'm not just taking their money and their products never see users, which I think hurts the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, design in just last few years, eventually it has kind of grown to a sense that people need people need design. Like nowadays people need a good design or else 
it's very difficult so i think this is this has been an important and this is very interesting that you kind of sit towards our table and let's just say uh some company reach, reaches out to you for doing something you kind of can know that what how do you want to pitch them because you are or you have kind of experience on the other side as well so, yeah and, and i think that's our unique selling proposition because there's so many product studios so i tell them that i know the struggle i know what it's like i know how much budget you have i know you have two weeks to make a plan so let me help you Let, don't don't make the same mistakes I did. Let me get you to the next phase, and exactly. we can learn together there. Yeah, exactly. This is very interesting. Uh, so this is something that we really ask with every guest that we have, uh, because it's all about the whole journey, not just about I would say specifically about your corporate journey, but uh, something mm-hmm. that you do beyond design, that uh, like beyond running all the companies, all the everything that you are trying, learning and everything. Like, what do you do? Who you are? as in hobbies anything like what do you this is something that you do work right what do you do other than that can be family oh, can be anything oh, um i don't think a lot of people admit this but i do tend to be a couch potato i love entertainment <laughs> so especially ever since covid i mean you, i couldn't do all the other activities which i'll tell you about just now but i i've always loved film and it was actually why i wanted to do photography like fine art is something i find way beautiful and especially lighting and acting and costumes and fashion i find like i just want to be absorbed in art and entertainment so some of the things i do is like i make my own clothes sometimes i learned how to sew um i learned how to do arabic calligraphy so i do like large scale oil paintings um i learned belly dancing for about 2 years that helped it actually taught me a lot about teamwork being able to get everyone into one choreography to work the same <laughs> that was very entertaining uh and then the one thing i do enjoy the most is probably gym i think it's the one place i can go to just let off steam lift some weights run a little bit just get some i think as we sit in front of our computers i think or screens at least 24 hours of the day whether it's your phone or your tablet or your tv or your laptop i don't think we ever without a screen <laughs> so it's the one place you can just be physical i think this is interesting because everything kind of makes sense with the whole journey that you put in uh, and this is interesting that's the whole thing about it uh, mm-hmm. so we are almost at the end of the podcast this is one of the last questions that is for the audience and for who is watching or listening uh so what would be your two pieces of advice that you would give to the audience who is listening or watching any any advice can be related to design can be general anything so i think the one thing i've learned a lot is about finding a community or finding the people you're trying to serve especially in the design space anytime you're trying to build something really connect with who you're trying to build it for and why you're trying to design that especially if you are founding your own product because it will help you through the times when everything gets really tough you know and i think the other thing is finding your people so the only reason i am still sane is because of my support group the people that i work with that i care for because doing things alone really sucks so find people that you can rely on that can support you morally more than anything because especially running a business things get tough money gets tight and then you like okay guys what are we doing how are we doing this 
keeping that motivation going. So I definitely think people in your life are the most important thing. This is something. Yeah. Uh, I think thank you so much. That's the end of the podcast. Anything else that you want to, that kind of, as a thank you note, want to pour in? Yeah, of course. Thank you, firstly, so much for reaching out to me. You know, it made it's just my first podcast. <laughs> it feels like a bit. Uh, it was very exciting for me. I was a little nervous, but I think just you know, to the design industry, it's it's growing so much, which makes me feel so excited. I'm seeing, especially in South Africa, the amount of jobs that are opening up and the ability to work remotely. You know, the fact that we could collaborate on a project together. I think I'd really love to encourage people to reach out cross-border, not feel afraid or intimidated or judge people from where they're from. You know, just because someone's from India or from South Africa doesn't mean any less of a designer than Silicon Valley. So I think just being proud of who we are and our abilities and showing your work, which I need to do. <laughs> I realize I don't have my own portfolio out there yet, so that's something I'm working on. But yeah, just encourage each other and thank thank you guys for you know making community so possible these days thank you so much thank you so much because that's the whole purpose of this field and that's the whole purpose of coming you and a lot of other guests who are coming in for the podcast because we want to pour in that knowledge we want to help the others it might mm-hmm. be possible someone would uh, resonate with or someone would learn something that is important for in your in their journey so that's yeah. the purpose. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching or listening. If you want to connect with uh, Shabiha, uh, her socials will be linked down in the so- uh, description below. You can reach out to her. And uh, thank you so much. See you in the next one.